Hello, friends, and welcome to Brotherly Love Gaming, the show where two brothers talk through the past, present, and future of our lives in gaming. My name is Alex, and with me today is my brother Spence. What's up, guys? So we're going to be going through a couple different things today, talking about some changes to the GameStop Rewards program. Uh, we're going to hopefully have some time to dive into a discussion on how much we think ports of old games should cost. Very controversial subject these days. And uh, wrapping up with some talk about the uh, new PlayStation Productions, a film studio that was recently founded by Sony. But first, let's uh, let's get some updates on what we've been up to, what we've been playing. Spence, you want to start us off with what you've been doing? So, I don't know if you actually know this or not, but I'm really into Diablo 3. I did not know uh, that. Yeah, so season 17 just started. And season 17? <laughs> yes. That's absurd. Season 17 of Diablo 3 just started, and I just created a, a demon hunter for this season, and... I'm. I I was actually up till five thirty in the morning yesterday. Well, today, I guess <laughs> today, playing Diablo three, and I'm now max level with the bonus levels that. So there's Paragon levels afterwards, mm-hmm. and I'm par- so max level is seventy, and I'm Paragon level four hundred and thirty five. So, I'm playing a lot of that. Sounds like it. <laughs> I yes. actually have a funny, I don't know if I told you this before, but I have sort of a sort of funny story about Diablo 3. Yeah, I, you got it on PlayStation, expecting Brennan to play it with you, and then yeah, never played it. Yeah, well, when I first moved in with her, she had a PlayStation 3. I never had a PlayStation 3. We went to GameStop, uh, bought an extra controller, and three games. Uh, I bought myself Infamous, which I actually played. We bought epic mickey 2 which we have occasionally tried to play and i don't think that game is actually good so we always drop it after like 10 minutes and then diablo diablo 3 which i got mostly because of the fact that they had the price marked wrong so i was like oh this is gonna be cool brenda said that she used to play diablo 2 with her older brother so i uh, got it i've never even put the game in the playstation so maybe someday i'll discover that i actually really love the game but there's no real reason. Awesome. I mean, I guess I could try that version and then see if I want to get it on Switch or something like that because there's like a newer, newer version, you know, out now. But um, yeah, if you're gonna play Diablo, you need to put it on computer. I could do that too. Yeah, but I'll probably just I'll probably have to start by at least trying out the PlayStation version, PS3 version that I have and I've never tried. That's my Diablo that. story. Anything else you got going on? <laughs> Just Diablo three in your life. If, do, do you think I yeah. would have time? With, all consuming. Yeah, it's all consuming. Uh, I mean, I've, I've I've been playing League of Legends still too, but mm-hmm. once me and my friends started grinding Diablo again, it's it's uh, kind of very rare. So cool. What have you been playing? I have been. I'm trying to remember if if last week if I had finished Pokemon or not last time. Um, but I've been in the post game of Pokemon, which I don't really want to Pokemon. Let's go Pikachu specifically, which I don't know if I want to get too much into because I don't want to spoil it because it does some really awesome things that I've wanted a Pokemon game to do for a long time. And I'm really excited that they did this. And it also makes me really excited for the fact that they might do some other crazy things with um, sword and shield because of this. So I've been doing that. And I will probably continue to be doing that for the foreseeable future because there is just so damn much you can do. 
in that game once you once you think you've done the game <laughs> once you put in your 20 to 30 hours in the main game you'd say 20 to 30 so I'm much already at like 36 i think i did it in about 30 maybe a little bit less i forget exactly how many i did hmm. um i also like locked in my party like very early in the game and then everybody was sort of reasonably level that i had my strategy in mind going into elite four so like i said i went and kind of under leveled and was able to come out uh, other than that um i am still doing final fantasy 12 um but i didn't get to do too much of that this week because i think that it's starting to feel like it's more of an actually like a weekend game you know like because uh at least the part that i'm at is like that's part where i unless i want to just go out and grind a little bit which I don't really need to right now because I'm, I'm pretty well leveled. Um, I kind of need to have a little bit of time to continue like to the next set piece of the story. So I haven't played too much of that this week, maybe more of it this weekend. So it's going to be holiday weekend. Uh, I feel like that's probably about it right now. Um, oh, actually, cool. no, no, one more thing. Um, Freda and I have been playing uh, Overcooked on the PS4 because ah. it's, it's one of the, um, the plus titles this month. So we got it for free. And I've wanted nice. to try this game for a while. It is a ton of fun. Brenna even likes it. As I've established before, she does not play games very much. But <laughs> she really likes this one. And we have been playing it pretty much every night this week. Uh, so if you've got a friend, it does not really... You can play a single player, but like I couldn't figure out how you're supposed to do that because it doesn't really work. It definitely requires at least two people to play. So if you got a buddy, play Overcooked. It's a lot of fun. Have you played that one yes. at all? Ever? No, but um, there are a couple videos I've watched on people playing it together, and it looks like a lot of fun. Gotcha. Yeah, it is. It's cause, I mean, sometimes it's just total chaos. Uh, any of the ice levels can just go straight to hell, as far as I'm concerned. Um, right. But it is still it is still fun. So definitely cool. check out Overcooked. I'm interested to get the. Uh, um, we only have two PlayStation controllers. We have a ton of Switch controllers, though. So I'm like, yeah, we should get Overcooked two on the Switch, because then you can play four people. I think. So when they yeah. going in. So cool. So that's it for games we've been playing. Okay, Spence. Let's talk about GameStop, which seems to be uh, trying to do whatever it can to stay alive at this point with this kind yeah. of move that we'll be discussing. So, are you a pro member at all? Have you ever been a pro member? GameStop. Uh... Is that the one you have to pay for? Yes. I don't. I don't think so. Wait. So, Where's my uh, my wallet's my wallet's over there? I have the card. I don't know if I actually pay for it or not. Right. Well, I might have it that much. I'm just a power up. I think I'm just a power up reward. Yeah, power up is just the basic one. But basically, the way that it normally works, uh, I'm trying to find. Here we go. So they used to have there was the power up rewards, power up pro level and then pro elite they got rid of elite at the end of last year sometime and now they just have the free level and then the paid level which is $14.99 per year um, with that you also get um, a full year subscription to game informer um, i should have brought an issue over uh, game informer is still good people if you didn't know that you should check it out uh, and then you get points you know for every dollar that you spend uh, 10% off all pre-owned games and accessories, extra 10% trading credit when you trade stuff into them. And it's not as good as 
it, you know, used to be, it's not, especially with like the elite going away, it's not as good as Best Buy's program was. Best Buy gave you 20% off of everything. Best Buy got rid of that last year too. Uh, but now GameStop is changing that program. So instead of getting your 10% off of a off of the games and accessories, you're now just going to get five bucks sent to you in the form of a gift certificate that you can use every month. Does not roll over. So it's like five, you have $5 you can use from the first of the month to the last day of the month. And then next month you get a brand new one you can use from first of the month to the end. And not only that, they're also increasing the price of it up to $20 per year from $14.99 to $20. So that's basically where you're getting your $5 from. Well, they're increasing the price and then saying, hey, here's $5, almost like as if it's like a rebate, you know what I mean? Pay five, five bucks extra, then we'll give you five bucks back. <laughs> you're getting basically the same thing. Just here, you take your money and then here, five. Mm-hmm. So... I'll tell you my take on this and then we can chime in with, with your thoughts. Uh, I think this is one of those things there with this. I think that they're trying to probably draw in people that currently don't subscribe, but they could maybe convince to subscribe rewards programs. Typically really most benefit people that are willing to spend a ton of money at your place, but then also, you know, that's where, retailers stand to end up losing money on it because it's such a good deal for people that spend a ton of money. So to me, this is like, oh, you're hurting the people that would really want to spend a ton of money at GameStop and would most want a rewards program. But you might also be able to bring in people who don't know or care about it because they might think $5 sounds like a really good deal compared to a 10%. Oh, I don't, what is 10%? You know, it's a little less tangible for some people. That's my take anyway, and what they might be trying to do, whether or not it's it's going to work, I guess we'll see. But what are, what are your thoughts? You're shaking your head over there. <laughs> um, like, I agree. I just think like the fact that they bump up, you you bump up the rewards program cost mm-hmm. per year, and then you get this five dollars a month instead of your ten percent off well where do you think you're getting that five dollars from it's from the five dollar increase that they just upcharge you from the beginning so literally there's you're not gaining anything out of this except losing the ten percent that you already had mm-hmm. it's literally it's in my opinion it's a ripoff but well that is a that is a yearly membership fee is that a monthly membership fee i don't know if if, if you caught that part if we made that clear it's twenty dollars per year and then you get five dollars every month. So really, so like they advertise it saying that you get sixty dollars back annually, but because of the price bump, it's more like okay, you'll get fifty-five dollars back annually. You know, right? Meh. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, as someone who is not a pro member, do you feel like you would get this no. kind of program, even no. if you didn't know that it was changed from before? You know, if you're just like hearing about it for the first time, this is how the program works. Would you be interested in getting something like this? No. No, because, and this kind of ties into the other topic that we were talking about. Like, if I'm in GameStop, chances are I, I'm looking for either a brand new game that just came out that mm-hmm. I can't find at like another store, or it's a pre owned game that I can't find anywhere else. Right. 
And if it's pre-owned, what's that five dollars going to do? It's probably already cheap. So yeah, I might get a free game, but like five dollars is five dollars in my opinion. But you know, for a game that's sixty bucks and it's new, okay, that's fifty-five dollars. Okay, that might be a little bit better, but in general, like there's there's other. I don't know. I just don't see the point of spending $20 a year just to get five bucks a month that I'm not even going to use every month. Right. You know, like unless you're going to GameStop every single month and buying a game, which I don't, I don't even buy a new game every month. I usually browse like free games to play on Steam and stuff like that. Or I just download games gold on Xbox and play those games for free. Or uh, like Sims 4 is free on Origin right now. So right. I downloaded Sims 4. Yeah, so, so I, you know, I'll probably never play it. <laughs> I already I already started it. But, you know, like, for, for someone that doesn't go into GameStop to buy a new game every month, the only other reason I go in there is for Pops. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that might be worth it in that sense. Like, I could get some Pops. Right. But... I, I don't know. Like, unless you're going in every month to spend something at GameStop, so, like, you're making it a point to go as a regular trip, there's not really a point. Because, like, I don't I don't go to GameStop every month. I'm lucky if I go there every six months. So, first of all, I guess we should make clear, I don't know if you mentioned this before, that this is technically, like, a beta test that they're running, you know? Yeah. And you can check to see where it's, like, available. No store in my area has it yet. Um there's a chance that this may never actually happen. There's a chance that maybe they'll increase the price anyway and not even change the you know thing at all. Who knows exactly what'll happen. Maybe they'll tweak it. Maybe they'll let you bank up to a certain amount, you know? Um, Nothing could, around me either. Yeah. It could go a couple different ways still. Yeah. Literally right here. Behold, a powerful new benefit has appeared. Right. And then it doesn't say anything about the fact that it's 1499 right now. It just mm-hmm. says, Pro, pro, twenty dollars a year, or player free. Mm-hmm. You know, like for for someone that's like, you know, got the the rewards card and the just the power up rewards card. Like, I still get exclusive offers. I still get a birthday offer, and I still get points. Right. I don't. I I get half the points that a programmer does, but I still get that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like the only reason I would need the extra one is, again, if I'm going in every month or like right here it says buy two get one free pre-owned games welcome offer but it's like they run that sale all the time for everyone Mm -hmm. so there's no real point in like advertising that as a pro member exclusive when they're always there every time i've walked into a game shop they're usually running that deal yeah they have well because typically what they've been doing lately because i live really close to two game stops so i actually going to GameStop very frequently just to like to look around. I don't, I don't think I buy something every month. I'd be really surprised to find that out, but I do go in there, you know, pretty frequently. And even if they don't have the buy two, get one free deal specifically, they'll have some kind of like this year, they've been doing a lot of four, $4 games for 10 bucks for $9 games for $20. You know, I wonder like what their thinking is behind it. Cause they obviously have data on, who's coming into their store, their, what their pro members are buying and, and using and doing with their stuff. And 
part of me wonders like, or, or do they think that based on the customers that they get and based on the, the people, you know, do most of their, their pro members spend $50 or less per month that would benefit from this? You know, cause to me, again, it's like, if you're the type of person who goes in there, you know, it doesn't even have to be monthly. If like you go in there one time in a year and you know, drop 500 bucks on a console and games and or whatever, you know, you're going to want that 10% offer a whole heck of a lot more than you're going to want to have five bucks. You know, if you go in there and you buy a bunch of, a bunch of pops or a bunch of Amiibo or something like that, you know, like I think the last thing I bought at GameStop was an Amiibo actually, you know, and that would have been amazing to have, like, it's only a $12 thing normally, you know, so to have five bucks off of that is like, great. It's almost 50% off at that point, you know? Right. But like, like you said, like, and that that's kind of my point. Like if I'm going to GameStop, chances are if I'm buying one thing, I'm probably going to buy more than one because I'm, I'm there to get, you know, games and like pops or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather have, you know, nine times out of 10, I walk into GameStop. If I'm there for a game, I walk out with a pop too, because I see them, you know, and I'm like, well, I'm already spending the money. I may as well spend a little bit more just because I need this one. Right. So it's like, in that case, I'm going to want, the ten dollars or the ten percent, not the five dollars, because it's like because you're going like to be above no that fifty dollar threshold. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even a new game, you're going to be over a brand new game. Yeah, brand new you're game. Be over that, you're going to be over that threshold to begin with. Mm-hmm. Typically, when I go to GameStop, I go there for like the one specific cheap product, or I go there for like pre-owned games that I can get for dirt cheap. You know what I mean? So I very rarely spend the cost of a full price game or more, you know? So this might be good for people like me, but I, I kind of figured that I was not the norm type of customer going in there, you know? So I don't, I guess, I guess what I mean is I don't know who this is for. You know, I don't know what kind of consumer they're trying to attract with this. I don't, I don't know either. And I'm on that same page. Like I don't know who's, who they're trying to like get in here. Like having, having the player like the normal thing like that's that's fine right that's a good that's a good thing for most people that are into gaming right so i don't know yeah i guess we'll have to see what happens you know i mean they're obviously trying a lot of different things you know to see what sticks and i just remembered Walt's talking about whether or not they can compete in the new game market is they also just announced a service um, I think Days Gone was the first game where you could do this, where like you could buy it, and if you hated it within 48 or 72 hours, whatever the number was, you could return the game for store credit worth the full purchase amount. You know, so I, I don't know if that's also just like in test markets or if that is was everywhere just with that particular game first. If it's only select games, you know, um, we'll come back to that I guess in the future. But you know, they're trying all kinds of different things. You know, I like the idea of GameStop. I do think that they need to get their act together in a lot of different ways. And that's that, like, that's, that's the, the thing. Like in theory, it is a perfect idea. It's awesome. But just the way, like, if it's not, it has nothing to do with the people in the store. Like the people in the store are usually like awesome to mm-hmm. talk to. Like, you yeah. know, you can have like a really in-depth conversation about like certain games and stuff like that. And they're more than happy to do that. It's the people that are way higher up. That's, that's the main problem. And that's how it usually is. But... Right. For sure. Yeah. So bumpy road ahead for GameStop. We'll see what this particular deal pans out to be. For sure. So I told you how I bought 
Final Fantasy 12 recently. Yes. And <laughs> I felt kind of swindled in a way because Bamboozled. I paid I paid $50 for that game. Uh, a game that oh, I bought for the third copies. time and has been on three different platforms at this point. So it brought up a, a, an important question. Uh, how much should ports of old games cost? Dirt cheap. Dirt not, cheap. <laughs> no, not dirt cheap. Not, not $60. Mm-hmm. Not even close. Like, for a good comparison when this first started being like relevant to me mm-hmm. before like all of the new stuff like starting to come out on switch and stuff like re- reboots of stuff on switch when modern warfare remastered came out mm-hmm. right it sold exclusively with infinite warfare which alone that game should be free they shouldn't they shouldn't sell that for any money that that is dog crap of a game it's got the most dislikes well besides the youtube's actual rewind video like in like gaming okay that trailer for that game once they finally started selling it separately that game alone i think was like 40 or 45 dollars i can buy the original online for like probably 15 bucks right and I mean, I get it because it's Call of Duty that those prices are never going to drop because those are considered the best Call of Duties of all time. But like, it does not, even though it's remastered, it doesn't deserve to be full price. Right. Because you're just re, you're just updating graphics and spitting it back out, you know? And for games like Final Fantasy, you know, with the ones that are coming out on Switch, why are they $60? If I really want to play it, like I could just grab the PlayStation two version. Like I'm talking about Final Fantasy 10, for instance. Mm-hmm. I that, one's actually, that one was actually $50 when it came out. Just so we're fair, which, I, which is still high. Still way too much. About what the price actually is. Are you sure? Because when I was mm-hmm. in there the other day, when I was in getting, well, GameStop, ironically, like uh, a week ago, I think, or not, not a week ago. It was like uh, right before Easter. Mm-hmm. The dude gave me um, a flyer and it said that it was going to be $60. So that's weird. I don't know. Maybe they were wrong. Maybe. Either way, $50 is too much for, again, like for a game that is, you know, how many years old that I could just pick up the PlayStation 2 version and play whenever I want. Right. Or I wonder how much how much does that go for the old one? The original game, um, like on well, GameStop has it for five bucks without a case. Um, I'm not sure. So why is it not like twenty or thirty dollars? Yeah, even in a case, price charting has it at, at five bucks still. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's one of those things. I th- I. I wouldn't care so much if like the digital versions weren't also super expensive, you know, like I remember saying to you, I guess we're just going to pick on final fantasy, but it's okay because it's my favorite series. When, um, when final fantasy seven was announced for the switch, I like, I wanted to get it, but it's 20 bucks and I'm like, okay. Like why? Why? (laughs) Why? You know, it's so can't you get it on phone? 
like on mobile for cheaper um it's probably still 20 bucks you know but also it sort of is i guess my problem with like i think digital prices should be cheaper in general you know sort of even ignoring it like, should be cheaper than physical copies should be because than physical of the copy. fact there's no actual there's right. nothing that you're producing mm-hmm. and but instead what we have is a situation where you know, stores will want to clearance out the physical copy after a certain amount of time. Like, you know, I joked that I've, I've bought Final Fantasy XII three times now. When I bought the PS4 version, I got that thing for 10 bucks on clearance at Target, you know? But the digital version of that doesn't doesn't get clearanced, you know? I mean, I actually don't know how much it costs on the PlayStation Store. I guess I can check. Yeah, right now on the PlayStation Store, Final Fantasy XII, the Zodiac Age is $50 still, full price of the re-release. Even though, like, I don't know if you can even get it in stores now. You can probably get it used at GameStop. But like I said, I bought it for 10 bucks on clearance, you know? Right. So there's no, like, price degradation, deterioration. I don't know what the, if there's a term for that, over time for digital games, you know, which you feel like maybe there should be because this thing's been out for whatever amount of time, you know? Uh, you yeah. mentioned the Switch is really getting, I guess, getting this the hardest, especially with Nintendo themselves re-releasing Wii U games on the system for a full $60, you know? Like, there's so many Wii U ports I want to play, but I'm like, I can't drop 60 bucks every it's month. on every single one, you know, yeah. You're, you're doing these games, you know? So something that I was, yeah, that I'm just looking at now. Another reason that I think that it's absolutely garbage so, if you didn't know, there's a game that came out two days ago. Sonic Team Racing. Mm. Okay. That game is $40 across the board. PS4, Xbox, Switch. A brand new game. Wow, $39.99 new. Interesting. $39.99. Came out two days ago. 40 bucks. And you're telling me that. For a game that's twelve years old, I have to buy. I have to pay fifty, sixty dollars for it. Right. Yeah. Something I've already played, but I've never played this. Like, granted, it's a racing game. Okay, that's fine. But it's still Sonic. You know, like typically, like that's a big franchise name. Right. Why do I have to pay sixty dollars or fifty dollars for a game that I've already touched? I've already played. I don't have to play your game. You know, like I already played it. So what makes you think I'm going to go out and spend this amount of money because I love it that much? Sorry, but you know, money's right. money, and I'm not going to spend you know a ton of money on a game that I've already played. Yeah, well, and even games that I haven't played, like I've wanted to try out Tales of Vesperia on the Switch for a little while now, and it just got a price cut from fifty to forty, you know. But then I also tell myself like I could go get that game on the three sixty for ten bucks, you know. Like I know not everybody still has a three sixty set up. You know, but like part of me still feels like you shouldn't be trying to charge the full price. Now, again, it's at $40 now. Maybe if it had launched at $40, I would have been like, okay, that's sort of reasonable. The game's been out for a while. Yeah, this is, you know, there's there's extra stuff in it. So it's not just like a straight port of the game, you know, like Nintendo did with uh, some other games. Um, but it almost like leaves a bad taste in your mouth. You know what I mean? So you're almost thinking like, because I didn't buy it when it was fifty dollars, I'm still thinking in much to myself. I've had time to think about it now, so now I'm like, okay, forty dollars might still be too much. I've waited this long. Why don't I just wait until it hits thirty, and then that'll be a good price point for me to grab it at? You know? Um, yeah. 
I mean, I don't know what the magic number is. I think it is different for everything. It's actually kind of funny you mentioned Sonic because I remember when Sonic Forces came out, whatever you think about that game, like it was not a full price game. You know, they didn't try to charge you full price for it, you know? And I think that, you know, this kind of dynamic pricing or, or whatever, where not every game needs to launch at a full $60, whether it's brand new or not, you know, is probably going to be a good thing in the long run, you know? Right. Like your game is, is worth what it's worth. And, and I don't, I guess I feel weird about being like, how do you determine that? You know, is it a number of hours? Mm, I don't know. I Some of my favorite games are games that took me 10 hours to beat and I gladly would have paid multiple times over for, you know? Like I right. bought Undertale twice and I paid, uh, you know, 50, 60, $70, whatever it was for the collector's edition on Switch, you know? Uh, like that's, even though that game is six hours long, you know? But like it's six hours that I'm happy to spend that amount of money for. Um, and I'm not necessarily mad about having spent $50 on Final Fantasy 12 because again, I like it so much. Right. Um, but would have been great to have the option, you know, to not do that. No, I get it. It's, <clears throat> but like, and here's, uh, I don't know. Well, using like, Just... using like the, um, like the Tales of Asperia example again, like I can, I, I almost understand being like, we're going to charge close to a full price game on, on this one because the last time it was released was on the 360, you know, when it first came out 10 years ago. It's almost like an anniversary version at this point, you know? But when you release a game on every single console and every single generation and you want to charge $30, $40 every single time, you know, like, are they just setting that price high because they know people are just going to skip it and they're going to wait for it to go down in sale price, you know? So you got to set the price high so that you have room to add a sale into it. Like what is the thinking behind this? The only reason I could see them charging full price is if it's a game that's like extremely hard to get a hold of and you can't, you know, you don't have access to it. Right. Like that's the only situation I feel like they could get away with it. And I still don't agree with it, but you can, you could get away with it. Right. I don't know. I'm over it. That's all. <laughs> That's it. End of, end of scene. We're, we're done. Would you like to talk about video game movies? I would. <laughs> I would. Then. Everybody's I mean, favorite I, subject because think of all the great video game movies we've had. Um, I can think of right. the Detective Pikachu and... That's it. That's uh, the, kind of it. So it's a real long list. <laughs> the so, only, the, I will say that that is the only thing that I've ever seen that's gotten adapted that is actually good. Mm-hmm. Ever. Like anime adaptations, garbage. Video game adaptations, garbage. And this is the only time I've ever seen it actually succeed. Yeah. I mean, you got to sort of think about like the Resident Evil movies being sort of like, you know, eh, that doesn't really count. can't be B movies. Uh, they're not exactly high quality cinema. Uh, but yeah. so the reason to talk about it <laughs> is because uh, Sony, specifically PlayStation, has launched the PlayStation Productions, a production studio that's going to focus on making movies out of Sony video games. Yes. Now, the thing that makes this potentially different, I guess, than every other attempt to do this kind of thing is the fact that 
first of all, they're, you know, breaking this off as its own sort of separate studio specifically with the intention of doing this. So it's not going to be just, you know, hey, you want the rights to Assassin's Creed? Here you go, do your thing with it, you know? It's like an internal development team saying, okay, we have, do that we have these properties. Yeah, that's, that's why I mentioned that one. <laughs> yeah. They, they, uh, I'm sure it was uh, I didn't see it, but I heard it wasn't good. Uh, yeah, so that's we, what I mean. I heard it was, yeah. uh, so this is PlayStation being like, okay, so we're going to work on this ourselves. Uh, Except everyone else. There's also the fact that screws it up. PlayStation being owned by Sony, there's Sony Pictures, the sister studio, which then, you know, you have people there that have experience making movies that can help them, you know, actually get stuff off the ground, you know? What 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 is that that hand signal supposed to mean? That, that means like like a good B movie at best, because like there's no good. There's the only good movie I can think of is like the original Spider-Man. Oh, that Sony did. Actually, I think yeah, because that was on that was owned by Sony. So mm-hmm. that's the only. That's literally the only thing I can think of. I I, I heard that Ven- New Venom was awful, so it's like great. Yeah, well, I mean, they just have... ruined just ruined everything I love. They uh, they're technically responsible for um, Spider-Man: Homecoming, even though Marvel obviously helped with that. And this first, even the third original Spider-Man movie, that first trilogy is good. Go back, go back and reevaluate. No, I I enjoy all three of those. Um, I'm on your side on this one, even despite the cringy scene that everybody makes fun of it for. That yes, I think that just adds to it. I think it's I think it's a great movie. So this could be a thing or this could not be a thing. I don't know. You sound very, very skeptical about the idea of video game movies, period, even if they're done by Sony. Because the, look at the track record, man. There's mm-hmm. what well, like name anything that, that was a good movie adaptation for for a video game, other than Detective Pikachu. Other than Detective Pikachu, uh, you, you kinda can't. <laughs> I mean I can I can name notable ones, but not that they were actually good. Right. Like there's there's Resident Evil, there's Doom. Mm-hmm. But they're not they're not good. Ratchet and Clank apparently was horrible. I didn't even see it. Yeah, I never saw that. But that still hurts my whole that that hurts my heart because I love that series. Yeah. Hopefully um, they don't the first I, I just Fighter movie. It's actually I, I, I like the first Street Fighter movie, even though it has. Like, Didn't uh, even know there was a movie. Like a, the 1994 Street Fighter. Look it up. Didn't know that was a thing. Well, that's sort of the thing about. Uh, I don't know. This is this is the thing of sort of about most. I'll watch it tonight. The problem with most video game adaptations, and something that I think Pikachu fixed, and that I am doubtful Sonic is fixing, is <laughs> that, that's there you go. There's another one, dude. Look <laughs> at the trailer. Uh, so basically like i feel like there's like a lack of earnestness in most of them so like i I described you know resident evil as sort of their sort of campy b action movies uh even street fighter is also in that same vein silly you know the tomb raider movies especially the uh, angelina jolie tomb raider movies they're silly you know mortal kombat and mortal kombat it's silly you know and it's it's like that because the people making the movies are going like, oh, we're making a video game movie, you know, and they don't seem to treat the material seriously. You know, this is a problem that comic book movies had for many, 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 many years, you know, even as like the Spider-Man movies were happening, you know, you had like the Fantastic Four movies, 
were silly, you know? And Detective Pikachu, I think, does so well because it treats its source material so seriously, so genuinely. You know, it's not trying to be like, oh, how kooky is it that these are Pokemon, you know? It's just like, no, these are Pokemon and they're they're real and, you know, which is, again... And you get all the, like, the, the actors on board with it, you know? Right. Like, to actually, like, enjoy it and take the role seriously. Like, yeah, you're not going to phone it in, you know? So, and I'm probably not alone in, in thinking that just looking at the Sonic trailer that it seems as if they're still going for the sort of ha-ha's and the silly kind of thing. You know. The only good thing I think about Sonic is Jim Carrey. It's the only good thing I saw in that trailer, in my opinion. Well, um, we'll have to see it in context because I like about half of Jim Carrey in that trailer. He's doing, he's, it almost seems like he's Jim Carrey doing a, a 90s Jim Carrey impression, you know, <laughs> which is like, again, part of this sort of like yeah. to the audience, ha ha ha, like this is sort of silly thing, right? Yeah. You know, so again, based on, so this news broke in the Hollywood Reporters where we're talking about this particular thing from, you know, the, the people at the studio over and over again iterate the fact that they are going to treat the source material seriously, that, you know, they're going to go after writers and directors who want to do those kinds of things, you know, with the weight that they deserve. Yeah. I know that you had talked about like what we had talked about, like the people that were saying there are certain movies that it could open up for, but in reality it couldn't like, do you want to clarify that for some people that might. You mean what this, what this article does? (laughs) Yeah. What the article does. Yeah. Well, I mean, this article specifically calls out, you know, the quote is uh, PlayStation titles such as Tomb Raider, Crash Bandicoot, Spyro the Dragon, Metal Gear Solid, Uncharted, God of War, The Last of Us, Ratchet and Clank, and many others have grossed millions worldwide and sold millions of copies. And that the uh, people at the studio see the diversity of PlayStation Productions Library as one of its major selling points. Now, I don't know where this author got those particular titles from. That's not quoted from either of the people that they interviewed, you know, but like Sony doesn't own all those properties, you know what I mean? Like the Ratchet and Clank movie was made, I think, by Warner Brothers. Uh, the Tomb Raider movie was made by somebody else. That might have been Warner Brothers as well. Um, yeah, that was one, that one was Warner Brothers. Um, I think that Sony might own the rights to the Metal Gear Solid movies. It's been one in development for a while, you know. But like, if movie rights to Crash Bandicoot or Spyro the Dragon existed, Activision would own them. You know, so like they kind of out of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight titles that they mention, just literally Uncharted God of War and The Last of Us are the only ones that like unequivocally Sony would own, you know, so <laughs> exactly doesn't give me a whole ton of faith uh, just based on that. Um, we, I had also I want Sly Cooper. That's what I want. Yeah, Sly Cooper. That one I feel like they, they would do as like a, an animated movie, you know, which people treat differently than live action stuff you know just as like a no they could do it like detective pikachu i would like to see like zootopia sly cooper okay okay know. yeah that's my that's my pitch call me up you know i, I think <laughs> would actually be a really great one is because i was thinking about this a lot um i think the problem with doing like the last of us as a movie is 
Uh, I would personally wonder how many people would care if you're not doing the story of Joel and Ellie. You know, you could argue that like the world is interesting enough to do other stuff, you know, with so much of so much of that story is sold on those two characters. And while I have a lot of problems with The Last of Us, um, I think that this video game form always does ex- already does exactly what it needs to do. You know, um, they're supposedly working on an Uncharted movie already. I don't think the studio was involved in that. I do think Sony Pictures is making that movie. You know, God of War is of the ones they mentioned is the only other one that doesn't seem to have anything going on right now. Uh, I would like to see a Horizon Zero Dawn movie or TV series. I think that. Yeah, I was going to say they also said about television project. Yes. In the, in the article. Yes. I mean, and I could actually see them doing a Last of Us TV series if they're just, like, if they're not going to do a Joel and Ellie movie, I think it makes more sense to do a TV series. I would, I would like to see certain movies, like certain games come into movies, but like, again, it's, it all depends on ownership, you know, like, I think Infamous could make for a really good movie, but who knows? Yeah, you do that almost as like um, like a superhero, you know, Marvel movie style else. superhero movie, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like a sort of, I don't know, it had to be like darker because it's sort of different. Yeah, it would be very dark. different weight to it. Um, and they've also expanded that world out, you know. So again, you wouldn't necessarily even have to just adapt the original story, you know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's it's one of those weird things like. The idea of Sony saying like, oh, we have this really great library, you know, of stuff that we can pull from, you know, like if you think about only Sony wholly owned properties, they don't have all that much. So you kind of have to wonder if maybe the writer of this article who mentions a bunch of properties that aren't specifically Sony, you know, maybe they're saying like they will just pull in stuff, you know, that only exists on a Sony platform, you know. Or maybe they'll just try to buy the rights to just any old video game movie, you know? Like I guess it it's really gonna what's gonna determine how like how I feel about it is what the first title is that they're going to make mm-hmm. and how well it's gonna do. Like how well are they going to execute on the first one? Because like if they butcher the first one, don't I'm not even gonna bother giving them a second chance, you know what I mean? Like Right. Well, it dep- I guess it depends on, like, what game it's based off of. Because, like, if it's a game I don't care about, like, I really genuinely do not care about Uncharted. So, it's, like, if I if they come out with that, it's, like, cool, you know, Indiana Jones remake. I don't want right. to go see it. Well, that's more so, than likely going to be the first one just because, like I said, there is at least an Uncharted movie in pre-production, you know. But it's it's a prequel movie that they've apparently... The last I heard was that they had cast Tom Holland as a young Nathan Drake. Okay, maybe I will go see it then because Tom <laughs> Holland's like one of my favorite actors. Well, that's so. kind of the thing is like they're selling that more on like Tom Holland than on Nathan Drake. So it kind of makes you wonder like, okay, well, why does it have to be an Uncharted movie at all? You know, yeah. um, regardless, I mean, you, that movie at least is in some kind of development right now. So we'll see if that happens, if that gets folded into this sort of PlayStation Productions banner. Uh, and then based on that one, I could see them trying to grab up other properties. I hope God of War. Yeah. I would like to see a, I would like to see, I would like to see an anime of that. Oh, God of War. Because if you didn't know, I think they're making a Diablo anime, which yeah. um, I'm excited about that. 
So like if they made a God of War anime, that'd be that'd be tough. Or or a movie. I don't really care. But right. either way, I'd I'd like to see some some more story about that. Because some of those like scenes in those games are just crazy, you know. I think that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode of Brotherly Love Gaming. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us and listening. Uh, if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, that'd be really swell. If you want to check out the video components of this show, you can find us on YouTube. Search Brotherly Love Gaming. I was just waving right now, but I don't think it's going to make it into the video version. So <laughs> go uh, go check it out for that kind of thing. Uh, we have also other kinds of videos you can check out on there, gameplay videos, things of that nature. Follow us on Twitch to watch some live streams as they happen. We are at Brotherly Love G1. You can also follow us on Twitter at Brotherly Love G1. I think it's going to do it. My name is Alex. No Spence. And thank you all for hanging out with us. Bye-bye. We'll see you next time. <laughs>